When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're chatting with fellow millennial money expert Stephanie O'Connell about what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Stephanie, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You're a a fellow millennial money expert, and um, I'm so excited that you're here to share your story and bring a lot of expertise about uh, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I, I love, I've obviously followed you for quite some time and I love your own, you know, money story. You talk about how, you know, you've been an entrepreneur kind of your whole career without an actual, you know, quote unquote real job. I just wonder if you could just share with the listeners a little bit about your story and kind of how you've gotten to where you're at now. Yeah. So I'm 30 years old and I have never had a steady employment. I've never known how much I'm going to make in a given year. I've never had an employer um, providing healthcare benefits or a 401k contribution on my behalf. Uh, And so 
that created a really big challenge for me, as I think it does for a lot of millennials, many of whom are either kind of working through a period of entrepreneurship themselves or who are working in the gig economy or are even working kind of traditional jobs. But now there's no more 40-year career trajectory and every two years you're at a new company. And so my challenge was how do I find some stability and empowerment in a landscape that is so completely different than anything I grew up prepared to handle. And I know my parents never certainly had to kind of handle that landscape either. Um, And all of this was going down, of course, in the lovely aftermath of the recession. So I graduated (laughs) college in 2008, which was just horrific timing. But this is, this is part of the millennial narrative is like, we've had this major disruption, uh, you know, in the financial markets and then in the economy at large. And now in the way job structures exist or don't exist. And so what I really wanted to do was kind of say, all right, well, If there is no more promise, if there is no more structure, if there isn't somebody who's an HR department who's holding your hand and walking you through your benefits package, how do you do that all yourself? And that's kind of how I got into personal finance out of my own need to learn how to do those things and then to share what I learned along the way. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's definitely been, you know, I've definitely seen a trend with especially younger millennials, you know, because of what happened 2008, 2009 and the job market of just this feeling of needing to be ultra conservative, which, you know, actually yeah. goes against kind of, you know, traditional um, financial, you know, rules and narrative and things like that. You know, are you seeing that amongst your friends as well? Absolutely. There's definitely a fear of losing money. And I think it's a combination of fear and actual, actually not being able to afford it. I hate to say that because like, I I hate to say you can't afford to invest because I think everybody needs to, uh, that said the burden of student loan debt is no joke and people are really struggling to get out from underneath that. And then once they do, it's how do I build my savings and then not deplete it every time there's a gap in my income. Um, and again, this isn't just for freelancers. This is an era in which, you know, working two years at one company is common and you can get laid off or your company can get restructured or you feel like you're not growing. And so I think there's a lot of, they, I build my savings and then it gets depleted. And so I don't want to lock up my, um, I don't want to lock up my money in investments that I can't touch for 40 years. So there is definitely some of that going on. And then what you're saying about some fear and some ultra conservatism where I, people aren't growing their money in significant ways because they're fearful of the markets and the aftermath of from the aftermath of the recession. And it's causing us to really jeopardize our futures long term. So I think we really have to consider not only what our needs are on a five-year timeline or even a one-year timeline, but also on a 20-year timeline and a 30-year timeline and a 40-year timeline, because it does seem so far away and it does seem like a luxury to think that long term, but it's not. And if we need any more evidence of that, we should be looking to our baby boomer parents who are coming up against retirement and freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
You just download the Earn It app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. And, you know, that's coupled really with, you know, the reality that, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s now, the likelihood of you living into your hundreds is is a very real thing, you know, and you could almost spend more years, quote unquote, not working than working. So, I mean, it's this paradigm that it's, it's really hard to, um, you know, figure it out and get kind of like on the right side of it and feel comfortable with it. Yeah, 100%. And you have to consider all the other things that go along with that longer lifespan. I mean, what about, um, you know, healthcare costs? What about simply just getting around? You know, people generally stop driving around their in their 70s or 80s. If you live to be over 100, what are you going to hire a car service for 20? <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. I know it seems so crazy to think about when you're just like, oh my God, I have this $500 student loan bill and a thousand dollars in rent due. And someday I might want to have a wedding, but this is just as much as uh, should be as much a part of that picture as anything else. And 
I think in addition to like that super long-term view, there's also a lot of in-between that we tend to discount. Uh, I find this, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but especially among women, uh, what I find is that there's kind of like this whole, in these whole medium-term life goals, like buying a house and like having a family that we kind of know we want, but we don't plan for until we've met somebody. And then by then we need to have cash fast. Yeah. Down down payment. And it's like, wait a minute, I don't have that money. So it's it's kind of like thinking about the long-term trajectory of your life now and like starting to plant the seeds of what that action plan might look like for you to get it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a great point. So what have been some, you know, everybody always talks about sort of the glamour of being an entrepreneur. And I've always been really real about this because I, I've started my first business when I was in college. So, um, you know, I share a very similar story to you. Uh, and it's not all glamorous. <laughs> there are some really good parts, but, um, you know, there are some really tough parts. What have been some of the, you know, important lessons that you've learned, you know, along the way that maybe you've had to learn the hard way? Yeah. I I mean, it is really, really tough. I think, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. It's definitely for me because I'm a certain kind of personality, but I think in today's age, entrepreneurship does get this kind of fetish, fetishizing thing that's going on. And so everybody thinks that like they're supposed to do it. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's for people who are fiercely independent and who don't do well under authority, which isn't always a good thing. Um, <laughs> and, and that's definitely me. Um, and then people who are really comfortable with being told no on a regular basis and people who are comfortable with uncertainty and insecurity, because what I've found is even as my business has become increasingly successful and I make more and more money, the way in which that money outflows is still or inflows to me rather is still completely crazy. Like I think, I think I made 70% of my income in 2016 in the month of December. So it's very hard to write. Like not that I made it then, but that's when it came in. Sure. Because you do a project in August and who knows when they'll pay you. Um, and so, you know, you're dealing with this kind of crazy cash flow. And as you grow and scale, your expenses be- become exponentially greater. Meanwhile, your income is still completely inconsistent. And so you are constantly doing this balancing act of, oh my God, I hope I have enough money to pay everybody. And then I hope my clients pay me on time because I've definitely done the work and I'm just waiting on the paycheck. And if I don't get the paycheck, then I can't pay these people who I hired to help me with the client project. And it's just this kind of crazy cycle. And I think that kind of takes a certain kind of persona who can manage that level of anxiety. <laughs> yes. I mean, and you know, it's just like, I'm a single woman with no children. So I have a lot of luxury to be able to afford to take big risks. Um, and I think that's another consideration is it's not to say that if you have kids or if you're married or whatever, that you can't do these things, but it certainly makes it easier for me to do things that might be a little bit more bullish than conservative. 
Yeah, that's very good point. So are, are there any, you know, sort of tips or strategies that you learned how to deal with, you know, inconsistent flows of money that might help some of the listeners? Yeah. So some really important things for me have been really distinguishing my revenue from my income. And I think this is a, a problem a lot of people face as their business goes from something that's very small to something that's really starting to scale. Because when you first start making money as a, as a solopreneur, as a lifestyle entrepreneur, you're generally, you generally don't have a lot of expenses. And so whatever you get paid from your clients, you think of as your income, as opposed to now, you know, if I make my, my numbers last year were like, uh, one sixteen, $116,000. If I thought of that as my income, I'd be screwed because my expenses were almost $50,000. So, you know, my income was closer to $60,000, $70,000, not $116,000. And so that mindset shift is very important because I have to keep my personal spending grounded in the money I'm actually personally going to take home, not in the money that my business earns. Um, and then I pay out all the expenses too, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. So are there any, uh, you know, systems that you use to, to really, you know, manage that hone out? Are you an app user? Um, what, what kind of system do you like? Yeah. So I use so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like I'm big on cross-referencing. I'm kind of a geek. Probably this is why I write about money. Um, so I have a personal spreadsheet that's very basic, just Excel, where I track everything personal and business and they're in different columns. I also am hooked up on QuickBooks for my business and I have an accountant who I review everything with at the end of each month. And then every quarter we go over uh, my tax bill together. And then in addition to that, I use personal capital to manage my personal expenses. So kind of the budgeting side, the investment side, and my savings account balances are all hooked up there. So I kind of have a picture of everything in the spreadsheet and then the business in QuickBooks and then my personal in personal capital. And so it kind of helps create that delineation without being like so overwhelming that I don't know where anything else. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Almost sometimes you can become too systemized that you kind of get lost in the system. So, you know, I always tell people like, you got to find what works for you, you know, and sometimes that that requires trying lots of different things before you're like, okay, this is the system that I think I can use and maintain and keep up with, especially as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So if, if somebody's listening and let's say they're, you know, they're thinking about starting a business, you know, are there any tips that you offer people, you know, right out of the gate that they should be thinking maybe that would give them a little bit of a head start? In what, in terms of, managing money or in terms of business, like having a good business? Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe having a good business. So how do you, how do you kind of launch and, um, you know, at least be, have some foundation under you? Yeah. So one of the things I like to tell people is that it's not 
it doesn't have to be an all or nothing proposition. I think the prospect of saying, I'm going to go quit my job and launch this business and test out this idea. I, I have no idea how it's going to perform is really overwhelming. And there's the stakes are just a little bit too high. And so what I like to do is to validate an idea before I've really started to make it too much of a commitment to it. And so when you're starting a business that can mean, uh, putting up a website or reaching out to people and seeing if you get a response and and actually like paying clients uh, to whatever you're selling or whatever you're offering before you really make any huge money moves. You want to validate your ideas before you disrupt your entire life. Um, And there's a really good term for this process called ooching. O-O-C-H-I-N-G, I think. And it was, I heard about it in a podcast somewhere and I'm so obsessed with it because I think it really takes away that myth that if you're not 100% committed to your business, that, uh, that you're not a real entrepreneur. I just think that's nonsense. You know, yeah. it's okay to be smart. It's okay to be diversified. It's okay to be measured. Uh, and, and this is coming from someone who I am an incredibly risky person. Like I'm incredibly bullish and I still think that going all or nothing is not the right strategy. Um, and beyond that, I would say that in terms of starting a business that's going to be successful, you have to remember it all comes down to what are you helping people do? Like what value are you adding to their lives? What problem are you helping them solve? I think the biggest mistake people make when they go to start a business is they want to make something about themselves and they talk about themselves and who they are and what they're about. And and yes, you're going to do that. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now in this podcast episode, but you know, that's natural part of the process. So that that's not something you should really focus on too much. What it's really about is people paying you because you offer them something. You're adding value to their lives. You're fixing their problems. So that's got to be the centerpiece of everything you do. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. 
Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today, and I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses, and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And, and how, how did you, you know, I know that you talked about, you kind of found this passion for talking about money because you were, you were kind of looking for solutions, you know, are, yeah. do you have any advice for, you know, how does someone really hone in on what they should specialize in or, or, or what their passion is if somebody's struggling a little bit to find that? So I think this idea of solving your own problems is a really great place to start because the chances are if you have an issue with something that you're something you're struggling with and and you find this aha moment that brings clarity and joy and empowerment to your lives it's going to do the same for someone else and so sharing that can be hugely powerful the other thing about the the passion narrative is i don't i don't buy that you have this one singular passion and you're supposed to know what it is and run with it. I think passion is something you discover and it's something you uncover through doing things. You know, I think about when I was a kid, I didn't know what I liked, but my parents signed me up for gymnastics. And so I wound up liking gymnastics and I participated in the shows in in uh, my community theater. And so I studied drama and acting. Um, the only reason those things became passions of mine were because I was signed up for those activities. And so I think it's important to keep that same sense of discovery and uh, exploration into adulthood. We don't leave school fully formed with our current interests being the only interests we can have for the rest of our lives. We need to allow ourselves permission to go out, explore and uncover new things that interest us. And maybe one of those will be something that we love enough to turn into a business. Yeah, that's such awesome advice. And I don't think you're ever, 
you know, fully formed. I mean, I, I think you're always right. evolving and if you're doing it right, you know, that that's the way you should always be curious and have this, uh, you know, sense of adventure for, you know, I mean, who, it, it really is a journey. It really isn't just a, one destination. And I think that's a real, you know, kind of cool thing about being a millennial or, you know, you can, you can reinvent yourself over and over and over again. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, it's it's easy to get caught in the in the victim narrative as a millennial, and and I definitely think I fall into it too because I talk about millennials a lot, and the narrative is always recession, student loan debt, poor wages, rising living costs, and that's all true. But it's only part of the narrative. There's also unprecedented opportunity. Resources are as low cost and as a accessible as ever. There are so many more choices. There are so many more, just, there's just so much more access. And so we have to remember that part and take advantage of it so that we cannot get stuck into that cycle of negativity. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, now of course we want to focus on you. So you're doing (laughs) some, some really cool things. Um, you know, you have anything with the listeners that you want to share about any like projects that are coming up or how can they find you and find out more about what you're up to? Yeah. So I blog over at stephanieoconnell.com and that's Stephanie with an F, not a PH. And I have a little YouTube series called Money Minute that you'll find through the website. And finally, I do a free challenge. It's specifically targeted towards women to help people go from feeling frustrated and overwhelmed in their financial lives to having a roadmap and an action plan that they can follow in seven days. And that's totally free. And you can find that also on my website, um, right in the little sign up box. So I hope I'll see you there. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Stephanie, for sharing some about your story about being entrepreneur and being really honest. I know it's definitely going to resonate with listeners. I'm glad. Thank you for having me.